Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well. My name is Heather and this podcast is for all of you busy working mums out there who are struggling with juggling. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it, I didn't even mean that. Um, But you are juggling everything in your life, whether that is kids, work, home, relationships, like it is full on. So this podcast is going to help you navigate the craziness of life, okay? But also not forgetting about you, where you fit in, like your wants, your goals, your desires, because these do not need to be put to the back burner, okay? Um, We are going to be all about finding balance and what balance looks like for you. And I'm going to help you achieve that. And I do that with clients day in, day out. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that is in one of my groups or one-to-one, I will leave all the details in the show notes. But without further ado, let's go on with this episode because it is another jam-packed client Q&A, which they have been for the past couple of weeks, which I absolutely love. Um, but we are on the 1st of November, which is absolutely crazy. And in the WhatsApp groups yesterday, like I got you guys to think about November, like some little mini goals that you want to achieve, some intentions that you're going to set yourself for November. And I loved it. Because I've, I know there's a lot of people out there, I've heard people talking about how it's coming up to November, it's coming up to the end of the year, can't be asked, I'll start again in January, or like, why are you starting something now, like it's nearly Christmas, etc, etc. What I love about you guys is you're taking that narrative and you're thinking, and you're saying, fuck that, I don't want to forget about my goals for the next couple of months, like I still want to be working towards them which I absolutely love, and I am so here for that. And it's you guys that are going to get the results because people who continue or start this time of year, like, you guys are looking for solutions, not excuses, and I absolutely love that. So let's get started. Um, So I'm going to do what we normally do. We'll start with the wins, okay? So first one, got both strength workouts done and enjoyed them. I pushed my squats again and felt good. So you guys know, like, we're doing, like, we did a little test week, and what I loved about that is people have realised their actual true potential. They're like, oh, I was kind of like playing it safe a little bit. I was doing, I was maybe not pushing myself to where I needed to be or where I wanted to be. Now I know where the bar is set and I love that. Um, So it is getting that little bit of confidence behind it, pushing yourself to where you need to be. Like I know a lot of people are saying how sore you are this week. I, I promise you, you will not be that sore every single week, but that just shows that we are pushing, okay? I'm not saying that I want you to be sore every single week. Like, like being sore is not a sign of a good workout but sometimes it's quite nice feeling a little bit sore because like yeah I, I did work hard I worked really hard um so yeah I'm absolutely loving that that's some of the feedback that I'm getting which is great next one I stopped drinking at 10 p.m on a night out I went on to water and I felt really fresh on Sunday and I had to wear a belt with my jeans which is incredible another non-scale victory like you with your um jeans like or your trousers or your clothes getting looser and like having to wear belts with them, okay? That just shows that we are like we are losing body fat. Like, even if the scales aren't showing that. Because I know this person's been struggling with the scales, which I'm going to talk about later. But this is a this is a marker of progress, okay? And it's it shows that what you're doing is working, okay? Um next one, embracing the early morning workouts on a Monday morning. I used to do it after work, but I was finding this more and more difficult. So bit the bullet and set the alarm for five fifty. It's it isn't nearly as painful as it sounds, and it means that my workout is done by seven a.m. and I'm a good frame of mind all day. I'm loving it. Um, I absolutely love this. Like, and see if I had like in a perfect world, like if I if I had control over like my day and what time I got up at, 
I mean, I'm up at, I was up at five, half five this morning, um, not through choice, but I would go up and get my, my workout done like early doors if I could because like this person's noticed it just puts you in such a good positive frame of mind and I think that snowballs into all decisions after like throughout your day but I also know like for busy mums your day can run away from you your day can be jam-packed it can be hectic see by the time you get to the end of the day you have you don't have a lot left okay and if you've got another work if you've got a workout to do on top of that like you might get it done and tick the box and be consistent which is great but it might not be your best work sometimes actually getting it done as early as you can in your day if you know your day is going to be busy um it means like you're you're getting the most out of your workout but also you're giving yourself a little boost of energy and it's so nice to tick something off for you before everyone else is up and then you can see to everybody else like you would do anyway um but you're doing something for you in the morning and like that's why i love early morning workouts and it, it's not nearly as painful to get up <clears throat> like and sometimes it's just like when the alarm goes off you're like oh I really want to snooze like you know three two one go get up do it because you will feel so much better and if, if you are struggling getting up in the morning for it like have your workout clothes ready at the side of the bed like, reduce the amount of friction that you have um I, I see if I'm doing that so on Monday I was eight to eight days so the kids were staying away at my mum and dad's on Sunday night and I was like, I'm going to get up and do a workout because I never get to do that. And I really do enjoy it when I, like after it's done. I did not enjoy the 5.45 alarm. Um, and part of me was like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're a crazy bitch. Like the kids are away. Enjoy that little extra 45 minutes in bed. But I was like, no, because I, I know that my week's busy this week. Like I need to fit these in when I can. But I had all my workout clothes in the bathroom. So I got up, washed my face, gave my teeth a quick brush, put my workout clothes on and get out and got it done. And I felt great after that. So it's about reducing the amount of friction if you do struggle to get up. Have your alarm in another room or in the bathroom so you need to actually physically physically get up and turn it off. Like these are all little hacks that will help. Um, next one. I really enjoyed my holiday. I had a proper chill week in the sun. It was so nice having no stresses. I walked up my seven floors at least three times a day because I'm obviously a lift hater. I love this. Like sometimes we do just need a holiday. We need to we need time to chill. We need time to relax. We need time to like um reset. Like I know this person's been kind of struggling the past couple of weeks getting back into things. Like taking the holiday, like not feeling guilty about that reset, coming back and actually being ready to go again. Like I know she's excited now. Uh, and sometimes that's your body's way of saying like you needed this rest. Like so now, but now it's work time, now it's time to go. Like because we cannot be go 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 all the time. Like I know everyone listen to this. You guys are all busy but you need some downtime, okay, and it's not about feeling guilty about that downtime, and I literally say this, like, I am the worst at taking downtime, but I'm really working hard on it just now, because you cannot go, go, go all the time, you're going to end up burning out, you're going to end up being overwhelmed, being stressed, and you're not going to be able to give your best to the people around about you, or pursue your goals, because you're so tired of sometimes feeling like you're doing everything but doing nothing at the same time you end up procrastinating you end up overthinking but it's because there's lack of focus because you're so tired and burned out like we need to sometimes have this reset so that we can go back in and be like this is actually what I want to do what I want to achieve I've been playing at it but now it's time to go go like to go 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 but without always go go going if you know what I mean and which I love 
Um, next one, I met my friend I hadn't seen in a year for a catch-up and we treated ourselves to cookie dough desserts and I did not regret it one bit, whereas in the past I would have been punishing myself or thrown in the towel and it would have ruined my full week. Again, such a good example of moving away from that all or nothing mentality, that perfectionism mentality. Like, if you've made the decision to have this cookie dough dessert and you've factored that into your week, you've maybe made compromises elsewhere, to account for this there is absolutely no reason to regret it all right because you can still create that calorie deficit by including this like if you were to have this every single day yes it would be more difficult to do but you're doing it once and it's a catch-up with a friend that you've not seen in a year okay so there's no need to punish yourself there's no need to give up or give in because of like one dessert one dessert is not going to ruin your full week and it's moving away from this all or nothing mentality that is that is the biggest like driver for change, which is great. Um, next one, seven, first seven K run. I'm aiming for ten K this month, which is one of her um, November goals, which I love. She's going to be doing the half marathon next year, which is super exciting. Or maybe it's a full marathon actually. I can't remember now. Oh, that's terrible. It's either half or full. Either way, such an achievement. Um, and I enjoyed a few long pram walks and I've had a few compliments, which is lovely. It's always nice when you are working hard behind the scenes, thinking nobody's noticing, and then people start to notice. And it's why I always really like to compliment people as much as possible, because it really does brighten up your day. Like, when you have been working hard and you're thinking, oh, like, I'm not noticing these differences... Like, because you see yourself in the mirror every single day, so it's harder for you to see things, and you're always critical of yourself, let's face it. Um, but when other people start to notice, you're like, it does spur you on, it does motivate you. So remember this and, and compliment other people, like, pass on, pass on the love, pass on the happiness. Um, it was a bit happyish there, wasn't it? Next one. Um, finishing the test workouts is a win. I'm still in pain from the last ones last Monday. I promise you, like, you won't be in pain all the time. Um, I'm still here trying. The last few weeks feel like it's been one thing after the other, and the old me would have completely given up a long time ago. But I'm here doing what I can when I can. I know that I know this will slow my progress down, but I'm happy. I'm still progressing, and I haven't quit. Um, my veg intake is getting better. Um, I know I eat way more than I've ever done before. I just need to work on increasing the fruit now and I've been hitting five a day easily. So I love this. Like I love that this, this person's an empowered and we've been working together for about five months now. Um, and I, I love that, I love her attitude. Like, you know, she's still making small progress. She, she can see that pro- small progress now and it's not about beating herself up for not making like like big progress because she knows that this is life right now but slow progress is better than no progress and it's about just staying consistent and not quitting and I think that is like the big one here because see the thing is in life like there is going to be one thing after another we're coming up to a really busy social time there is going to be one thing after another the only way you're going to stop making progress like is if you stop altogether, if you completely quit. And I know that nobody wants to do that. So I'd really need you guys to remember that in the next couple of months. Like, the only way that you will stop making progress is if you completely quit and go back to where you were before. And, like, I know that nobody wants to do that. It's why, like, reminding yourself that this is lifestyle change. Lifestyle change is hard. Lifestyle change is tough. Like, we can all go on a really strict six-week diet and get amazing progress, but we're not going to be able to do that for very long. And it's these weeks where you feel like it's one thing after another and you're not making progress. These are the weeks that matter the most. And it's where we need to remember the positives. We need to be 
thinking about our daily wins we need to be thinking about our gratitudes we need to be thinking about the positives that have happened because we are so prone to be very critical to always think about the negatives and that can pull us under if we are not careful so it's about kind of focusing on your progress focusing on consistency not beating yourself up about not being quote-unquote perfect remembering the wins remembering your why bearing this all in mind and knowing that it might get a little bit tougher over the next couple of weeks or a couple of months but that's okay because like just because it's tough just because it feels harder is again not a reason to give up um next one I'm getting out walking in even in the rain I haven't managed being in my bed for 10 p.m every night but I have several nights again progress not perfection um, I'm not stressing over not feeling clothes looser yet I'm doing much more than I used to and I know that this person has been getting a lot of compliments like you can see in her progress pictures that she's get like she is um her body composition is changing she's she's um, making results getting results sorry um and the thing about the rain like so I'm going to like this is going to be quite an unpopular behind opinion here but the bad weather is not an excuse for not getting out and getting a walk in buy yourself a nice cozy duvet coat embrace the shit weather because it's not getting any better guys um, and getting out for that walk and remember it's not just for like steps it's for your physical health it's for your mental health getting out having a break getting some fresh air like embrace that and remember how good you feel when you're back in you've got the heating on it's cozy and like you've achieved what you wanted to tick off for that day remember that sense of accomplishment that feeling harness that harness that is that the right term embrace that think about that all of you had about for half five my words are, are lost today um but yeah the getting out for a walk we need to be doing this regardless of the weather um next one been a weird week and less planned than i would have liked i enjoyed my steak and prosecco on monday as a treat that was in line with my goals love it um being tuned in to the hefty jump in the scales because of my cycle at least one kilo up so this is like i love that this person is getting tuned in to these fluctuations so she now knows like her body is going to fluctuate I'm going to speak about time of the month it's came up quite a lot this week in check-ins and the struggles but it's about knowing your cycle about knowing that do you know what it's going to be my period so i know the scales are going to be up okay so you jump you go on the scales you're like oh fuck they're up a kilo up two kilos whatever it is okay, right, well, I, I, I'm doing my period or I have my period or whatever, like, it is. That's why it's not body fat. Like, I just, I am feeling a little bit bloated. I'm not feeling my best at the minute, but I know, like, in a few days, that's going to be different and my weight's probably going to be down again. Like, you have to rationalise this, even if it is just chatting chatting it through in your head. Like, that conversation, going through that conversation as if you're speaking to me, as if I'm speaking back to you. Like, you know that that increase in the scales is not body fat. Like, if you have been consistent with your meal structure or with your calories that you know that it cannot be um body fat okay um next ones i got three workouts in for the first time my weight has been fluctuating on a daily basis can be a full kilo up and then back down the following day um i've caught myself i've caught myself telling diet stories that i need to restrict but i have resisted it's hard when this is what we've understood previously it's especially challenging as reducing tracking because it's so early that i'm not fully confident with it yet but i haven't given in so this person we have we are working on removing tracking and sometimes when we do that like your the weight on your weight on the scales can fluctuate but it is not body fat um it is just sometimes a result of 
your nutrition changing slightly maybe there's slightly more carbs in there maybe you're holding on a little bit of water retention um maybe it is due to cycle like there's so many reasons that the, the scales might fluctuate and again i love that you have caught yourself and called yourself out on like the the diet stories that you're telling yourself that you need to restrict oh my god the scales are up okay i need to go down to twelve thousand calories tomorrow like you absolutely don't but that's maybe something that's the story that you've been telling yourself previously and it's about rewriting that story it's about it's about telling yourself a new story okay and that's going to take time if you think about how long you've been telling yourself these stories about how long that voice in your head's been saying like when the scales go up that means that you have to that you've been bad and that you need to restrict the following day like how long have you been telling yourself that like that story's not going to disappear um all the time or like overnight you need to keep working on that new story that you're telling yourself um and do you know what like the the more that you see this only been a couple of weeks reducing calories oh my god reducing tracking we need to stick with it okay um because the scales fluctuating is not a reason to go back to tracking all right we need to and it's remember this is outside your comfort zone you've been tracking for a while now it's going to feel weird there is going to be times where you want to go back to it because it is your comfort zone, it is your sense of security and we just need to work through that but we will, we will get you there um, like week by week and you're going to be in a much better place like once you've kind of found that, um, like find your groove with it, okay? So don't give in. Um, next one, I've tracked every day except one since Monday. Um, on my non-tracking day, I was still very mindful and I knew that I wasn't over my calories, which is amazing. Next one, um, back to CrossFit after four months off. I've done two classes this week and I feel great for it. It's a form of exercise I really enjoy. Now guys, I know that CrossFit is not for everybody. Like CrossFit has a special place in my heart. I absolutely love it. But I think the one here is finding a form of exercise that you actually really enjoy. Now, if you don't, if you're somebody who struggles with exercise, like I think that trying different classes, trying different forms that you that you like, because what we want you to, we want what we want initially is for you to find a way of incorporating exercise into your life that actually means you enjoy it, which means you're going to stick to it. Um, and then once we get you to a point where exercise becomes like an integral part of your life, then we can start to maybe fling in some strength training. If it's if strength training is not your bag and you're not really a fan of it, um, or if it's lots and lots of strength training but there's not a lot of cardio in there, like we get you to the point where you're doing like your strength and you're absolutely loving it and then we might be flinging a little cheeky bit of cardio. Like it's about finding a little bit of balance but the, I think that the initial like thing has to be finding a form of exercise that you really enjoy because it does not feel like a chore to get there and I know that CrossFit is not for everybody but for me once I found CrossFit like you could not get me out that out of that place um whereas when it was the gym it was like pretty much me forcing myself to go and I did not enjoy myself when I was there um but I was like doing it to basically get really skinny if I'm being completely honest whereas when I found CrossFit I was like oh no I want actually want to get strong here I want to feel capable I want to feel empowered and I actually and I really love that form of exercise as well um next one I'm back on my steps and drinking my water so this person's had a little bit of a like a, a challenging couple of weeks where she's kind of felt like she's not been making a lot of progress um 
and now we're back and we set our set her some kind of minimal targets just to get her back into the swing of things and she has nailed them which I'm loving okay next one so my sports bra is fitting better I'm not wrestling to get out of it how see when you're a little bit sweaty or a little bit warm how hard is it to get out of a sports bra I literally remember like after like hard workouts I don't I don't really do hard workouts anymore but like um sweaty wads and stuff like that like being in full-blown panic mode, like shouting, being like, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. It's so difficult sometimes. Um, I've stuck to my three workouts, even when I was knackered after work, which I love because you guys know it's the days that you don't want to do it, the days you can't be asked that matter the most, and refusing cake at work. And it's about like saying no to the things that you don't really want, they're not serving you, feeling okay about saying no, setting that boundary. Not seeing it as a sacrifice, you're just seeing it as a compromise. And saying no to the cake is actually saying yes to your fat loss goals. Reframing it that way will make these decisions so much easier. Um, next one, I got a new car this week and it's electric, so I'm getting more steps in without thinking too much about it as I need to walk to and from the charger in town that I work in. And I think this is great. So it's an it's a, um, example of like a lifestyle change, which is enhancing lifestyle change I suppose um this is not really a lifestyle it's like a, a change in car like a it's not a lifestyle change like a oh my god why can't I think of the word that I'm that I'm trying I'm trying to say oh, I don't know basically there's, there's been a change but she's now enhancing her lifestyle changes she's having to walk to and from but she's not thinking too much about it this to me te- like shows that potentially like previous um, person, I, I'm, my articulation today is incredible, guys. You are so welcome. Um, but maybe in a like before she has started, um, Project Your Best Self, she might have been thinking, "Oh my god, I can't believe I have to walk to and from this charger. What a fucking hassle!" Blah 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 blah. Now that's not like that's not even coming into her mind. She's not even thinking too much about it. You're, she's seen it as an opportunity in her day to get more steps in, to be more active, which is amazing. Um, and last one. So all my meals have been planned, and I'm still managing to avoid takeaway food, which is awesome. So it's not avoiding it as in like I can't have that, but she's just realizing that actually home cooked meals are tastier, fitting in with her goals better, and she is enjoying them more. And the takeaway food was more for convenience and like that kind of couldn't be arsed feeling after work. Um, so yeah, awesome. I am here for that. Now let's go on to the struggles. So a few common struggles this week. Okay, so first one is time of the month. Like everybody seems to be on their, time, on their period this week, um, which yeah obviously it's 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 not ideal like I I know exactly what it feels like to be like to be on your period but I think it's quite funny that um like everybody seems to be on their period which yeah is a hilarious so I'm just going to read out like one of the struggles but there was about four or five people so um, my time in the month has been very heavy this month, resulting in being very hungry and wanting sugar. Um, I did probably have more Halloween sweeties than I should have, but I knew it wasn't anywhere near as bad um, as I could have done. I've also felt quite heavy and bloated, um, so not weighed or measured myself this week, which is, is fine. Like If you think that the scales are going to trigger you a little bit like and you're just not in the position or they're not in the headspace that you want to work through that because you've got your period and it's already the hormones are raging and you're not your most rational self like 
you know, it doesn't matter if you don't wait and measure yourself for one week. Um, so yeah, like loads and loads of people struggling with periods, with um, hunger, sugar cravings, and then I'm going to speak about Halloween sweeties as well because again, that was another couple of common struggles, um, just having more Halloween sweeties, and a couple of people actually mentioned it in the group as well. But when we're thinking about like menstrual cycle and like the hormonal changes that go alongside this, um, the cravings, it can impact sleep, um, how you're like how you're actually feeling, like how you're able to show up, like your rational self is just because of the hormonal surges, like I know myself, like I am I am very irrational the week before my period. I like I've made a little rule with myself that I don't make any big decisions the week before my period because I literally just I overthink so much and uh end up like really critical and like yeah, just I can't make any rational decisions the week before my period. I just can't like I'm just not in the correct headspace, but I've kind of like no like I've just through tracking my period and realising this, like so I now know that I just can't I can't I just can't make decisions the week before my period. Um I'm actually on my period as well, which is probably why I can't string a sentence together today because I don't know I don't know about anybody else, but I literally like gets like baby brain but on steroids when I'm on my period um but just know like when you are on your period like these things like so hunger is going to increase cravings might increase it might impact your sleep as well which again is going to exacerbate the hunger it's going to exacerbate um like cravings like your ability to make decisions etc etc like everything is going to there's going to be an impact on your um, on because of your period okay basically like I think you've got three choices the week of your period or whenever you're getting like these symptoms because it might for some for some people it might not just be the week of their period it might be the week before it might be the week after like we're all different um I mean typically the research shows that the week before your period is when you kind of get these cravings increase um your hunger ramps up etc etc um but everybody's different, okay? And it, it also might um, depend cycle to cycle. So one cycle, you might need a bit up or down. And then the next cycle, you get really bad PMS. Um, you are super hungry, like, etc., etc. So it just depends, okay? Here, I, these are, like, three choices that I would give people if they are really struggling with hunger um, and potentially cravings. Because I know, like, cravings can feel really intense. Hunger can feel really intense as well. Um, and these choices are going to help you make like more of an empowered decision depending on how you're feeling at this cycle. So number one is to increase your calories up to maintenance. Okay, so just be realistic with your expectation. Like fat loss is not going to happen for that week. That's okay. Like we are thinking lifelong here, okay? So if you're taking like a little break because your hunger and cravings are so intense that you just want to bring your calories up to maintenance to help control them a little bit more so you're not overeating like numerous times in that week and then feeling guilt and shame over it like if you bring your calories up to maintenance and just and then treat this as a kind of like a little break just so that you can that you are honoring hunger and your cravings are not through the roof that you are constantly thinking about food you're constantly preoccupied with food um that's an option okay another option is to increase your calories by about two to three hundred okay and this is roughly the amount that your metabolism is going to increase when you have your period like having a period having a bleed it's an energy um like dense thing that happens in your in your body okay it takes up energy to actually have a bleed um 
research shows it's going to be different for other people, but it can be anywhere between like, like 150 to maybe like 250 calories so if you increase your calories by that then you're kind of counteracting the energy that your body is using um for your period but what i would say is like if your cravings and hunger levels are anything like mine like two to three hundred calories a day is really not going to touch the sides if we are thinking about this realistically that is like two slices of bread um or a slice of toast and banana like isn't you're not going to get a lot of food for the, those calories, okay? So be realistic, okay? Like, can you carb? So, but I mean, at the end of the day, like two to three hundred calories is a chocolate bar. Is that enough to curb your craving? Um, and then if you're just making sure that you're hitting your protein intake, that you're hitting your fruit and veg, that your your meals are full, uh, like your plate is full, sorry, your meals are big, you're you're including a lot of high volume foods in there. Maybe the two to three hundred calories um, can go towards a chocolate bar at night when you're sitting on the couch. For example, like if that's going to help your craving, it's going to curb that, it's going to help you feel satisfied. Like doing that for the week of your period or the week before your period, when you're getting these like these cravings and these symptoms, that could be an option. All right. Um, another, the last option is to keep calories the same. Okay, so know that the week before your period or the week of your period, you are going to be hungrier. That the, these cravings are going to ramp up, but kind of know that they'll pass and like digging deep and kind of working your way through it um, and also realizing that that will mean that you are in a slightly bigger deficit okay now that is going to work for some people and it's not going to work for others all right so this is where it comes into like your empowered choice you make the choice based on like you what is going to work best for you like because everybody's period is going to be different everybody's symptoms are going to be different um and actually the people's like ability to actually because a lot of like i know myself I don't think that I could keep my calories in a deficit the week before my period um, when the cravings are really high, when hunger is really high. Like, and I'm irrational as fuck. Like, I just don't think I could do that. But that's me, that's not you. Like, and you know yourself better. So it, it's picking, but you have options here. It's it's not like, oh my God, I'm on my period. Oh my God, these, these cravings are intense. I don't think I can do this. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you have options, okay? And it's about trying different things out and seeing what works best for you. And all, like, I cannot emphasise enough, track your symptoms, okay? Even if you're on, like, contraception, so you don't get a period, you don't get a bleed, track your symptoms as well, okay? Because there might be some, some like, days that you're feeling really bloated, okay? And then you can maybe look and coincide that with, well, do you know what? I felt bloated at the same time last month and I was really hungry. I was craving sugar for some reason. I'm not really sure why. See if we can actually pinpoint that and you can be like, well, I did had the same symptoms, like, four weeks ago or five weeks ago, whatever it is. Like, we could be like, well, rationally, it sounds as if this is, like, we're having some hormonal fluctuations here, so that means like four or five weeks down the line, like you would be expecting a period, you're going to be anticipating some symptoms and then you can work through that rationally. You can, And it's it's more in control rather than you've been like, ah, why am I so angry? Why am I craving sugar? Why am I so tired? Why do my workouts feel shit? And getting really annoyed about it and potentially giving up, potentially overeating, potentially getting like really pissed off and frustrated with yourself. When you could be like, well, do you know what? I think it's actually going to be coming up to like, my period are coming up to these hormonal changes. I know this is going to happen. I don't need to panic. I don't need to be thinking it's me. There's something wrong with me that I failed. Like, my body's going through this. I have these choices. And then make a choice from there. It's so much more rational, so much more proactive. Um, 
and you're going to feel a lot more in control of the situation than feeling like all you want to do is stuff your face full of sheer bags of like dairy milk. Next struggle was we had a few people talking about like logging food and snacking. Okay, so so first struggle was although I haven't binged all I've wanted crisps this week, I need to make sure I'm on it with logging to ensure I'm always within my calories. Um, and next struggle was on Sunday I did a very a very emotional day. I'm so annoyed with myself that I ruin this great opportunity every weekend. I literally feel sick looking at myself just now um, and still continue to ruin it. Um, I'm hoping that, that my mini meltdown, mel, mini meltdown will keep help keep me on track over the weekend from now on. Okay, so I really want to speak about tracking calories, about logging food, tracking calories consistently at the weekend, um, and also like how you're doing that. So like I'm going to kind of talk about like kind of common tracking mistakes, just because some people might not realise that they're doing these, might think that they're in a deficit, wonder why the, like, the scales aren't going down, why they're not losing weight. Um, and thinking, oh shit, that's, I do that actually, like, oh, and it could be something really simple that you've not thought about, okay, um, and I'm going to use myself as an example, so this week I've actually hired a coach, um, just to give me a little bit more accountability, um, for me, oh, that's good, like, I don't want, I don't mean this, but all about me, like, basically background, like, I'm, training's becoming a little bit stale for me, like, um, I have to train in the garage, I have to train at home, I know a lot of you guys train at home as well, um, I program for you, it takes the thinking away, like, but I need, kind of need that accountability for myself, and, um, I have been doing, like, a fat loss phase, like, it, but I've had a few weeks where I've been like, oh, this just feels a little bit meh, like, I just need, I need a little bit more, I need a little bit more accountability, I need a little bit more support, a little bit more reassurance, exactly why you guys have got a coach, like, I need one too, so, started up with her and she is amazing and she's got me logging my food for the first week like so I'm I don't plan on tracking I've told her I don't want to track like my lifestyle is not set up for tracking um and I have got like a pretty good understanding and knowledge base around food that I don't really need the tracking to do that um and like she's like that's fine um but we're doing a food log for the first week and it's just kind of something she does with all our clients just to get like a kind of a baseline of like their nutrition and I fill it in every night and made the mistake first couple of days of retrospectively filling in. So getting to the end of the night and being like, what did I have to eat today? Oh, I actually can't remember. So I'm like trying to go back in my day, being like, I had this for lunch and I had this for breakfast and I had this for dinner. And then I'm like, oh my God, what were my snacks? Like, what did I have to snack on? And then I was forgetting, like, the licks and bites I was having, like, um, from the spoon when I was making things. I was forgetting about, like, little bites I've been having off the kids' plates. I forgot about my, my coffees. I forgot about my flat whites. I was forgetting loads and loads of things because I was doing it retrospectively, okay? So something that I really want you to guys to get into the habit of, if you're tracking or logging food, whatever way you're doing it, is to do it before you eat, okay, so you either, like, the night before, like, you sit and you plan your meals out for the following day, like, if, if things are prepped, if you know roughly what you're having, put that in to Kahuna's, my fitness pal, whatever tracker you're using, put that in, so that you've got an understanding, and you're doing it in a, like, a, in a really proactive way, so you're not, like, putting it in at the end of the day and thinking, oh, fuck, I'm well over my calories, how did that happen, and thinking, oh, well, I've done it now, I might as well, like, have x or y because i'm over so what's the point like i've been here as well like that kind of mindset 
If you do it proactively the night before or the morning of, or even just have a little guideline, like before you eat something, you pop it in your tracker so that you can keep an an active eye and you're better educated doing it that way rather than just putting in at the end of the night you you kind of skim through it you're like oh well I'm roughly there oh I'm quite over oh oh god right I'm not I'm just going to stop now you never really get a true reflection of your actual intake um so that's that's the first thing I'm saying and that's literally um coming from my own experience as well like that's these are mistakes that I'm making um and as well, like you, when you're doing it that way, you also might underestimate a lot of portion sizes of things as well. Um, so that kind of leads me quite nicely on to like other common tracking mistakes. Now, I am not saying for a second that anybody is doing these, okay? But these are things to be aware of um, moving forward. Because if you decide to track calories, again, it's not the, it's not the only option. But like somebody had said um, in their check-in, they were like, I want to track calories, I need that understanding, I need that knowledge base, I need to see what I'm eating, especially at the weekend, to make changes from that. Like, that's the really good thing about tracking calories, like, you get such a good understanding. Probably the, like, going to get an alum here, like, it is probably the best way to gain that understanding, um, especially if you are pretty new to nutrition and you're not entirely sure, like, how food is made up, etc., but you can see exactly what's in a chicken breast. You can see exactly what's in like pasta, fruit, veg, like all the foods you're having. Like you've got the opportunity to look into all these and just kind of see how your how your food is made up, how your meals are made up, um, like across meals, across like individual foods and across your day. Like you can gain a really really good understanding about knowledge doing that, and that's how I gained my my knowledge. Like I tracked for like eighteen months when I was doing it, and I'm, and I'm not saying for a second. Like, that's something that I want anybody to be doing, but I'm just saying, like, I, that I gained a lot of knowledge and understanding about food through that, okay? So, here are some common tracking mistakes. So, number one, not tracking at the weekends. So, this is a big one, okay? And when I go through food diaries, it's something I see quite often. So, people are super consistent Monday through Thursday, Sunday through Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays are missed out or they are half filled out. Alright, so people maybe track breakfast and then they forget about it the rest of the day. Now guys, I get everybody is really, really busy. I understand that, like, um, but if you've committed to tracking, then you have to try and do it consistently for a little period of time just to get that knowledge and understanding, okay? And unfortunately, like it really does pain me to say this, right, but you are going to quite easily undo your week's deficit if you're not careful and, and intentional with your weekend. Okay, so if you're creating a 500 calorie deficit, um, like Monday through Friday, that's two and a half thousand calories. Guys, that's that's a Domino's pizza. Like, gone, okay? So people are quite like, I, I, don't, I don't eat all that much at the weekend, but I want you to think about the nutritional makeup of that food that you eat at the, make- at the weekend because usually it is less nutritious usually it's higher in calories it's more palatable you eat more of it but it's also more calorie dense so if you're eating more of it and there's more calories in it like if you're not tracking saturday and sunday but you are potentially like having um like a fry up or brunch with family, then you're maybe having a couple of drinks in the afternoon, there's maybe coffee and cake in there as well, then you're having a takeaway and some wine at night. 
And then Sunday's like a big family roast, um, and there's pudding and there's uh, starters as well. You're maybe out for brunch on Sunday. Like, like I'm sorry to say that you're not going to be in a deficit for the week doing that, okay? You have to really be intentional with your weekends. Now, this is not me saying that you can't do any of that stuff, but realistically, you're probably not going to be able to do it all um, on the one weekend. Or if you do, you have to be realistic with the fact that you're not going to be losing um, body fat that week. And that's okay. Like You make that choice. You guys all have unconditional permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. But just know that those decisions do have consequences, okay? So you can't... like un- Unconditional permission to eat is, is saying yes, but it's also saying no to the things that are not aligned with your goals, aligned with your values, um, but you guys get to make the decision. You guys are like getting to make that those empowered decisions. But to make those empowered decisions, it's super, super um, important that you have the education and the knowledge behind that, backing that. So that's why you need, if you're not tracking weekends, you need to start doing that, okay? And for anything, it might be eye-opening. And I always say this with tracking, like you have to do this in a non-judgmental way, all right? You can't try to... Um, like one my fitness pal stay in the green or stay like stay within your targets and kahunas like um this is something I used to do as well like so I used to play the my fitness game to um like stay in the green okay and it's it's it'll lead me nicely on to my next common um tracking mistake which is underestimating your calories or portion sizes okay so if you've got something like you're going out for coffee and cakes so you 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 decide to have like a bit of millionaire shortbread for instance okay so you search that in my fitness bar, you search that in Kahunas, and it comes up with like a huge range of calories. So you've maybe got like millionaire shortbread, which is 100 calories, and you've got millionaire shortbread, which is 700 calories, okay? What I used to do, um, and what I see a lot of people doing, is picking like the lowest calorie one, because it fits in your macros, or it fits in your calorie target for the day, all right? But it's not a true reflection of your day, okay? Because that, that millionaire shortbread might be one of those little mini bites, there's 100 calories, but the portion that you're having is maybe eight times that. So your your portion size is probably more equivalent to like the 700 calorie one, but you're picking the 100 one because it looks better on your tracking app. Now, again, this is not me judging. This is not me calling anybody out. I'm just making you aware that this can happen. Um, and it's just something to be mindful of when you're picking things. A rum, a rum of food. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. A rule of thumb I have is if you are on a, if you have a fat loss goal, it is always better to overestimate your calories. So let's just say for instance, like this millionaire shortbread, you are better to put that in at the six, seven hundred calorie mark than the the two to three hundred calorie mark. Okay. Now that might might mean that you are slightly over your calories for that day. That doesn't matter. You're gonna be still under for the week if you are intentional with your planning, etc. Um, but it just means that you're better to overestimate it and still be in a deficit than underestimate underestimate it and worry and wonder why you're not losing body fat. All right. So, second, like a common one is underestimate your calories or your portion sizes. Um, another common thing is not tracking licks, bites, nibbles, etc. Like, and this is something I do. Like, I make my overnight oats the night before. I'm licking the spoon with Nutella, and I'm licking the spoon of with biscotti that I make for Craig as well. Like, and oh, I'm not tracking these, like, 
and then bites off the kid's plates, like nibbles while you're waiting for your dinner to cook, etc. Like a one-off, like one lick of Nutella off a spoon is nothing, okay? One bite of chicken nugget off your kid's plates is nothing. But if you're doing this continuously, every meal, every opportunity, every day, these are going to add up across your week, all right? Um, Another common thing is not tracking the oils that you're cooking with, like sauces that you're putting on meals, so like tomato sauce, mayonnaise, salad green, ketchup. Tomato sauce is ketchup, Jesus Christ. Um, Butter on sandwiches, like, etc. Again, these things add up. Like the oil you're cooking with, um, if you're using olive oil or like a different like um, a different oil to cook with, and you're just like having a little splash in there, like you know that's probably the guts of 100, 150 calories. Um, and it's not to say that you can't have that. It's not to say you can't cook with oil. You absolutely can, but you just have to track it. Okay. Um, next one is not tracking liquid calories. So like I was saying with my flat weights, like I wasn't, I was forgetting about my flat weights. And again, that's only like, that's a flat weight, like maybe like 100 odd calories. So like 200 odd calories, right? That's nothing really in the grand scheme of things. But it it is going to add up across your week. Like that's like 1400 calories at the end of the week. Um, And I'm not giving these up by any means of the, any, like, you're not taking my flat weights off me. Like I will compromise on something else. So I'm still going to have these, but I just was forgetting to track them, okay? So if you're having, like, cappuccinos, lattes, etc., um, like, pumpkin spice lattes, like, ginger spice lattes, etc., like, you're having, like, hot chocolates with marshmallows and cream and stuff, like, um, or alcohol, like, you're having, like, a glass of wine, etc., like, you have to track these, okay? They all, can, they all have calories, um, so they, they have to be accounted for. And the last one is like what I was speaking at the beginning, tracking re- retrospectively. Like you're never going to be as accurate as you think if you are like looking back on your day and trying to remember what you had because all those little mindless snacks are going to be forgotten about and these are the things that are adding up. And you might look and be like, oh gosh, I'm, why am, I'm only eating 1,200 calories. Like why am I not losing weight? But actually because you are retrospectively tracking, there's maybe you're, you forgot about like the butter you had in your sandwich, you're maybe underestimating portion sizes. Um, there's been like a few mindless snacks been forgotten about. Your calories are maybe up at like 1,700, 1800 calories. Cause that, that like, and I, I know you're like, that's 500 calories, but like that's not, that's not an overstretch of the imagination. The research has shown this as well. Like, so they did research where they took like the average pop like average population and then they also took dietitians who have like it's their job to know about nutrition, it's their job to know about like what's in food, the calories, etc. Um the average population were under underestimating um I think it was round about five hundred and fifty ish calories. And dietitians were underestimating by about 250 calories. So even people who have a vast knowledge of nutrition are still underestimating um, their, their intake. Like it's just, I think it's like something, I don't know, like it's it's it's, it's a common thing that is going to happen, okay? But the, the average person was underestimating by 500 calories. That's your full day's deficit, okay? So it's about trying to be as accurate as you can. Like you're not going to be 100% accurate. That's okay. Like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be like spot on every single day, but you do have to try and be as accurate as you can. And if you if any of the things that I've been speaking about, you're like, shit, that's what I do. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, I don't track it weekend. Yep. Oh, I'm, I am trying to remember what I've been eating and stuff 
try this week and just try and be a little bit more accurate with it and see um like what your compare your calories are at like compare them to the weeks before compare averages like and you're going because you're going to start to get a true reflection okay and what this is going to do is it's going to mean that you're not worrying about why you're not getting you're not making progress like you're going to there's going to be a focus there you're not going to be thinking I need to drop my calories more I need to drop my calories more when actually what you need to do is just be a, be a wee bit more accurate with your tracking because your calories are probably a little bit more than you think they are um so yes you might have to drop calories but you're actually just dropping them to where we need them to be so it's, it's more about tracking accurately not about actually drastically reducing calories because if you're just thinking right well I'm on 1600 calories now and I'm not losing any body fat so I need to drop down to 1400 but you're still not tracking accurately and then you're like right well I'm, I'm not losing weight at 1400 I need to drop down to 1200 when actually when you thought you were at 1600 you were actually more at 2000 so you actually needed to just look at that have a true non-judgmental reflection and drop them down to 1800 then 1600 like and you would have you would start getting results okay um I feel like I've had a little rant there and it's not a rant it's not me getting at anybody but these are just common mistakes and are common mistakes that I've made as well and I see clients making and I don't want you guys getting frustrated and thinking it's a you problem it's not um, there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with your metabolism you're not broken we just have to get a little bit better a little bit more accurate with your tracking and consistent across your week so including your weekends like as if you're starting your weekend on a Friday and it's 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 going on to Monday morning. That's forty two percent of your week. That's oh, it's almost half of your week. Like we have to be thinking about that. Another thing to think time. Oh my gosh, why can't I speak? Another thing to think about as well is if you are a little bit more flexible, or you like to be a little bit more flexible at the weekend. You're pretty structured during the week. Like maybe just track at the weekends. Like if you're if you don't want to track all the time, like just track your weekends. If that's where you feel that you're struggling, um, and you are mindful and structured during the week because you're at working and you've got like a like a pretty good routine, maybe just track your weekends for a couple of weeks and just see where they're at, um, and where they need to like maybe that's where the adjustments need to be made. Oh, I had to be sip of tea there. Um, right. So next struggle, again, common, eating the Halloween sweeties. Um, I love sweeties such as Haribo. Oh, how good is Haribo? Um, so I've had a few of them. Could have been a lot worse, but they're they're all in a box in the cupboard now um, to give to the kids and when I want. Okay, so, so, so relatable. Like, I don't know about anybody else's houses, but my house is a bloody jammed, packed with Halloween, I was going to say sweeties, but Archie's called it Halloween candy, um, thanks to YouTube. Um so I like kind of know exactly where you're at just now. So here are here are my tips for the Halloween candy. Um, number one, your environment. Okay, so I've spoken about this loads and loads before. Okay, but you need to set your set your environment up for success. So don't have the Halloween sweets out. I'll just keep calling them Halloween candy. Don't have the Halloween candy um out on display because if it's out, you're just going to walk by and you're going to mindlessly pick up a wee sweetie. Every time you go by a little baby Haribo packer, like there'll be a wee like monster eyeball, pumpkin flump. Oh man, my one of my friends says around the corner, she made these insane, insane Halloween bags. They were so good, but they had like um, pumpkin flumps and like jelly brains. Oh, honestly, so so good. Um, and I know, see if they they were out on the table, out in display. Like I would literally every time I walked by, I would be making excuses to go and walk by to get some candy um so think about your environment this person's already said they're in a box in the cupboard like 
because it's it is it's putting a it's putting a pause between you like having that that thought I, I need I've got a sugar craving or or the sweets are in there I really want one. You're putting a pause in by actually going to the cupboard and, and getting out and getting one. You can be like, am I hungry for this? Am I bored? Am I procrastinating? Like, am I pissed off? Am I frustrated? Whatever that the reason is why you're there, it's not hunger, and then you can make a choice from there. Okay, so think about your environment. Top top tip number one. Okay. Tip number two, there's absolutely no reason why you can't have some candy um, in your day, okay? But factor it in, all right? So if you're tracking, factor it into your calories, okay? These little mini bags of Haribo are like 100 calories, okay? Factor them in. If you're not tracking, maybe that is part of your snack, okay? This is going to be point number three. But point number one, factor them in, okay? But what I want you to do is eat them in a mindful way, okay? So no grabbing as you pass, no picking, no shoving them into your mouth quickly um, as you're going from task to task. Like, eat them, but in a mindful way, okay? Whether that is after lunch, sitting at the table before you get back and, and like carry on with your afternoon, whether that is at night when the kids are in bed and it's your time to chill, factor that in, okay? Mindfully. And top tip number three, have them alongside something nutritious, Okay, so you're not just eating the sweeties, you're going to have them alongside something else. So my personal favourite right now is a couple of, um, it's like, they're basically the kind of chocolate coins that you get at Christmas, but they've got like Halloween spiders on them or something. Um, but I have a couple of them broken up on top of like a high protein mousse or a high protein yoghurt and have them with a little bit of fruit, okay? By doing this... You're having something that you are looking forward to, something you're enjoying, you're having it in a mindful way, but you're less likely to overeat because you're having it alongside like something that's high in protein, high in fibre. Um, so you're getting a tasty and indulgent snack, but it's also in line with your goals and you're having a little bit of the candy as well. So that is my top tips for the Halloween candy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm annoying myself now. Right? I'm going to go into another struggle, okay? Um, so there's been a couple of people who have been struggling with getting exercise in, okay, so um, fitting in two workouts per week on top of my jog group and keeping up my state account, okay, so sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming um, when you do feel like you've got loads and loads to like kind of fit in and, and do in your week, so what you guys need to get into the habit of doing is planning your week, okay? Because see if I was to like sit on a Sunday and actually think about the amount of shit that I have to do in a week, okay? And I am not myself in this because you guys are all busy now, um, all busy as well. If you sit and think about all the stuff you need to do, like yes, it is going to be very overwhelming and there's going to be a point where you're like going to procrastinate and be like, no, I can't do any of that. Like I can't do it. It's too much. And you just end up flapping and, and worrying. And then if you if it's not planned in your week, the full week, you just feel like you're chasing your tail because you're like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? And you're worrying, you're panicking and you're going to end up doing nothing. So what I would say is plan it in, okay? So you've like for this person, they've got their job group, okay? that Your job group is on set days at set times. Like that that's great because there's accountability there, you're meeting up with a group, it's on a certain day, it's at a certain time, there, you cannot miss that, okay, but maybe you need to have something like that in place for your own workout, so if you're working out from home, I know myself, like this myself, like 
the pro and con of working out from home is the exact same because you can do it any time. So if you're not planning these in and showing up to these, like they are actual like important appointments, like doctor's appointments, like you're not going to cancel on a doctor's appointment. You have to be thinking about the same about your workouts, okay? But you have to plan them in and show up and doing them. I was listening to like a really, really fascinating her- um, Hermosi. <laughs> don't know if that's the right way that's how you pronounce that oh guys you guys are getting such a treat in this podcast anyway I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about like people so there's there's like different people who are going to respond to like different things and and one of the like so some people are going to really like having like an hour slot for things that's going to help them it's going to make help them show up at that time and get this shit done that they need to do for other people, it might be like they're going to do their workout that morning. So they maybe give themselves between like 9 and 12 or that evening. So between like 6 and 9, their workout's going to get done like that. For them, that works. Find what works for you, okay? But I would say plan your workouts in and show up to them like they're super important appointments, okay? Another thing you can think about as well is like if you are finding like fitting two strength workouts in, two running, like running jog groups, um, and your step in very overwhelming, reduce the time of the workouts, okay, so the all the workouts have got like little finishers at the end, you don't have to do them if you're short on time, um, so you can remove the finisher, just do the supersets, and I've did these workouts guys, I've recorded them for you, I know that if you do that, they all only last 30 minutes, okay, actually less, because if you're doing them like week after week, you can fast forward my um, like um, explanation at the beginning of what the movements are, they would probably only take like 25 minutes. So reduce the time of the workout. That might actually mean that it's less overwhelming because you're like, I could actually get up half an hour earlier and get that workout done before the rest of the house is up. Um, start my day in a positive, like somebody was speaking about in the winds. Like if it, it, reducing the time, um, if that's the barrier, if that's what's making it overwhelming for you, that's going to help, all right? Um, yeah. So, and I think as well, so somebody else's struggle was just actually getting exercise done at the moment. Like, she just back her holidays. And I know myself, like, when I get back from holidays, I find it really, really difficult to get back into routine, to get back into structure. Like, I did have proper holiday blues. It was our first family holiday. And it actually hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, I crave routine. I crave structure. I really like, like getting back home. I like getting back into that. And I really, really struggled to get back into routine. Um, so I did have to reduce a lot of my targets to, like, coming back. Um but also, what kept running through my mind is the longer you put this off, the harder it's going to be. Sometimes we do just need to bite the bullet and get back into things. Whether the target is just two 30-minute workouts this week, you need to get you need to push yourself to get back into the gym because you know how much better you feel after this. You know how much better you feel after you get some exercise in, okay? And it's about doing it in because you like your body is worthy of these changes because you like you want to make these changes like um because you know how much better you feel how much better you show up for like your family for your son how much better you show up at work the decisions that you make after that workout how much more positive and helpful they are okay um but it starts with you getting out and actually just doing something moving your body all right so don't be too hard on yourself about actually how you perform in the workout, okay? Like, even if you're just doing body weight to start with, just get out and get it done um, because you will feel so much better after it. Um, and sometimes procrastinating and, and talking yourself out of it 
is um, one of the worst things that you can do. Okay, let's see what time we're at. Oh my God, I'm at an hour already. Jesus. Right, okay, so a couple more struggles and then we've got some questions. All right, so first one is, um, I just don't feel like I've made much progress the past few weeks. I'm aiming for two, two strength workouts a week plus my runs, but sometimes I just feel like I'm not doing enough strength. The weeks just fly by, um, and it's just trying my best to fit it all in in very busy days, okay? Another similar struggle is I feel like I'm always making excuses at this bit. This is like the struggles bit. My dental pain has been in place with a stinking cold and I have a couple of days with very little movement. I'm um, hoping this is me getting my aches and illnesses out of the way for the rest of the year, and by the time next week comes, there'll be no struggles to report. Okay, so... What I wanted to highlight here, all right, is our human notion to always look at the negatives, all right? So one of these people has hit all three workouts and averaged 10,000 steps, okay? But she's thought that she's not made much progress, all right? So I don't know why we can be so negative in ourselves and we are so easy to dismiss our wins. Like, what I want you guys to think about, so if you're like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm making much progress this week, like, you have to think about a victory list, okay? Now, this is something you, you might want to do daily, all right? So whether that is something that you have a bit in your notes and you can pin notes to the top, like, I remember literally, see my, my notes folder in my, in my phone, it is, I don't know about what I'd be more upset about, losing my photos or losing my notes, and I know that makes me extremely sad, but my notes are jam-packed, okay, and one of the things that I've got is a victory list, because I can get really down on myself as well, okay, so I put all the things in there that I am proud of, that people have maybe said to me, um, comments that I've got, like some feedback that I've got, like etc, etc, like I put that in there, so see these weeks that I'm having these really negative weeks, I'm like, oh, I'm so shit, like, I'm not making any progress, this is not happening for me, I go back and I look at that, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay, I'm actually, oh, yeah, I'm actually pretty good, like, I'm making progress, like, we have to do this, because it, it, it's, a, it's a human thing that we, we always strive towards, or not strive towards, we always focus on negatives, and I don't know if it's like, a, if it's a particularly British thing as well, like, I don't know, they're not very, like, we're very quick to be like, if somebody says, oh, well done, oh, thanks, but such and such did this, or, oh, thanks, but I could have did this, like, we always, like, and I don't know why we do that, it's, it's quite annoying sometimes, um, but I do it as well, but what I want you to think of is, like, big yourself up, acknowledge how far you've came, look at where you were before to where you are now, okay, we have to be focusing on the da- these daily wins, get them in the notes on your phone, like, have that victory list, go back and look at it time and time again, focus on the positives, that's why we have to be thinking about daily gratitude, or weekly wins, or, or Wednesday wins, like I don't get used to this once a week, okay, you guys maybe want to be starting doing that once a day, okay, finding the small win every single day, celebrate that small win, you guys need to be your biggest cheerleader, okay, I am here, I'm going to be bigging you up week to week to week, I'm going to be zooming out in your week, and I'm going to be like, right, okay, you're focusing on here, but what about this, what about this, okay, I can do that for you, okay, but you guys need to learn to do that for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be thinking week to week, I'm not making any progress. And then when when we get into this cycle of feeling like we're not making the progress, that we're failing, that we're not doing this, we're not doing that, we're, when that that can lead to us giving up. And, you know, that's the only way we stop making progress. So that's why I wanted to kind of um, highlight these two struggles, okay? So these people are thinking that they're, they're not making progress, thinking that, like, they're always making excuses, okay, but they're still showing up every single day and doing three workouts consistently, like averaging 10k steps, 
hitting a seven K run. Like all of these things are amazing victories and we have to be celebrating them and we have to be using these as, as evidence that we are making progress towards our goals. Okay, last struggle. Um snacks at work. Uh, it's a norm in the team and it makes me feel guilty when I've when I've hit my protein the steps, etc. in the day, but I find myself in the last half hour in at the chocolate. Okay, so this person works in the hospital, so it sounds to me like like the last half hour of your shift is like maybe when you are at your most tired, at your most fatigued, like you have been making a lot of decisions throughout your day and you know it's the last bit is like you know what it's like in the last half hour of work, you're like you're just desperate to go home, kind of sometimes let your guard down a little bit. Um, so what I would do if I, if I was you is I would try and distract myself for the last half hour of my shift. I would be um, making myself busy, whether that was like maybe doing a little bit of cleaning or um, actually just taking myself out of the environment where the snacks are in because like you might be blaming lack of willpower but if you're if you are tired and the snacks are right in front of you like you know even somebody with the, the like the, the best willpower in the world is going to find that a challenging situation and then if you put in like the fact that you're tired you've worked 12 hours like it's maybe been busy there's been a lot of decisions to be making like you do not have like your willpower is depleted by that point okay so just try and do what you can to take yourself out of the situation something I always like to do is like do you know think about is like would my future self thank me for having a little bit of chocolate um, right now like and if the answer is yes like remember guys have un- unconditional permission to eat but nine times out of ten I'm like well no actually because it's just going to I will end up just being annoyed at myself I don't really want it I'm only having it was in front of me it's maybe going to impact my sleep etc etc like just think about like that and and kind of knowing like it, this is tough because you're tired but what you need is sleep you don't really need chocolate um okay questions so question number one i've got lots of socializing coming up um it's something i'm aware of just now imagine a lot of people are in the same boat absolutely okay so the social season is upon us um so empowered for christmas is going to be jam-packed with loads of content that's going to help you so if you are staying on you're going to get a shitload of content to help you with this um but here are just some tips on the social season okay so pick your biggies okay so you might have a lot of parties a lot of plans coming up so i would pick the ones that you actually want to make like a little bit of an extra extra bit of effort for okay so pick the ones that you're maybe going to have a drink at pick the ones that you're going to indulge in dessert in, all right? Like, I'm not saying that you don't go to the others, okay? But remember, like, you can if you want to, but the choice is always yours. You're in, you can make these empowered choices. You can say no, you can set boundaries if you want to, if you don't want to go, okay? But for the others, I would have, I would make more compromises for them, okay? So maybe you don't drink and you drive, all right? You have to, you have to make the healthier choice at that meal, okay? You skip dessert, Um you have to, uh, that's, that would be my biggest thing, okay, is to pick what the pick the ones you're going to focus on. Um, and also around about that, so you are going to have to be particularly mindful and make compromises around about the social events, okay? Especially if you do still have a fat loss goal that you're striving towards, okay? So that might mean banking calories if you're tracking, it might mean like cutting out some snacks in the lead out to a night, a lead up to a night out. Um, 
also staying very consistent with your non-negotiables, so with like steps, workouts, your fruit and veg, protein, very important. The day of the night out or the, the, the um, event, um, just making sure that your meals in the lead up are high in protein, like hitting your protein intake before you can go out, ideally. Um, lots of fruit and veg, so you're bulking up your meals, there's lots of fibre in there. Um, they're going to help keep you fuller for longer. You might want to reduce like carbs in those meals especially if you are going to be drinking that night and that's just going to help reduce the overall calories for that day, okay? If you're unsure how to drink, how to drink, is anybody unsure how to drink? (laughs) If you're unsure how to track alcohol, there's a resource in the vault that's going to help you do that. Um, Big thing, do not go out overly hungry because all you will end up doing is overeating. Um, Say no to the chips and cheese, McDonald's takeaway on the way home, like... The answer is always no, you do not need it. Two paracetamol and a sachet, rehydration sachet when you get home, pint of water, um, and plan your hangover, okay? So you're not going to be able to eat anything and everything the next day, but you can factor in something tasty that's going to help with the hangover um, if you are intentional and forward plan, okay? And remember, fat loss is your choice. So you might decide that over the festive season you do not want to strive towards fat loss. Absolutely fine. That does not mean that you don't do any, like you're, you're not doing any healthful habits. You're not carrying on with your healthful habits. Remember, these are lifestyle changes. These are something that we want to be including regardless of the time of year, regardless of fat loss, um, because they're going to help you feel amazing, um, so that is something you do want to continue doing and I'm going to be a little bit tough lovey here. There's no excuse for not doing your daily non-negotiables and I'm, that's like mic drop, boom, um, regardless of nights out, festive season, fat loss goals, etc. Okay, we want to be doing these. These are, going, these are the bread and butter and the foundation of your health. Okay. Next question, um, would you do anything if you thought you had food allergies? My stomach really rela- reacts to certain food, it, may- it making me bloated, sore and extremely windy. So for this person, like what I would do is I would keep a food diary, okay, because my advice to you, like if you do think you've got food allergies, is to go to your GP, okay, but when you go to your GP, nine times out of ten, what they're going to do is they're going to ask you to keep a food diary. So if you do this before you go, it's going to save you time because if you go and they're like, okay, I want you to do like a, I don't know, like a two-week food diary with symptoms, um, etc. Then you're waiting another two weeks, okay? So whether so, if you do this before you go, then you've got that information. You're loaded with that information, before, like when you get into the doctor's surgery, okay? So in your food diary, I would know any triggers, any stresses from that day, alongside any symptoms. Like you want to be thinking about the times that you're eating, what you're eating, um, maybe the circumstances that you're eating. Like are you eating a table or are you like wolfing down a sandwich in your car on the way to something? Like have you had an argument with something? Have you had a particular stressful day? Like I would really get quite detailed with that. Um, because it not only is it going to help the GP, but it's only, it's also going to help you have a better understanding of what's going on. Okay. Um. Another thing to think about when it comes to like digestive health and like IBS etc. Stress stress can play such a huge role in in this. Okay. So I would be looking at incorporating any stress management like 
and this person like knows all about that like like her him her job and her business is kind of like you know a lot about like mindfulness etc like so I would be thinking about what kind of stress management you have in your life and trying to include a little bit more of this and see if that helps symptoms okay another thing is mindful meals okay so how quickly are you eating your meals? So we really want to be trying to slow down. We want to be eating at a, like, um, a table with cutlery if we can. We want to be chewing our food thoroughly. Like avoiding fizzy juices with our meals just because the gas in that can like exacerbate these feelings. Um, we want to be removing distractions. Like all of these things are really going to help um, with like digestion and then especially if you're getting any of the like any issues after okay but if you do think you've got a food allergy like the only way to get tested is to go to your gp and get blood test okay these online hair tests etc they are useless and a waste of money okay they they do not pinpoint food allergies um you have to go to your gp you have to get blood tests done all right but your gp is probably going to ask similar questions to what I've just said so having that that armed with that information is going to help you like get answers quicker um next question realistically how long will it take me to lose fat on my stomach I feel stronger and better but I have 15 years of zero exercise to undo okay so like this is a frustrating answer I guess but like how long is a piece of string like I can't say like it's going to take you like six months to lose body fat in your stomach like or it's going to take you a year like or 12 weeks whatever it is like you're getting results you, you can see the results like you're feeling stronger you're feeling better um it is going to take time we cannot pinpoint um the reductions in body fat on certain areas like it's an overall calorie deficit that's going to do that and what I would say, like, just to, to give you realistic expectations is for some people, like, stom- like their, their stomach area is the last place where it goes, okay? Um, and that can be frustrating, but if you are armed with this knowledge beforehand, then you can be like, okay, well, I know that it's going to happen. I just have to be consistent. I have to keep showing up day to day, doing what I'm doing. Um, another thing to think about as well is, like, when you are going through, like, perimenopause or menopause, the distribution of your body fat can change so it can move from your hips and your thighs and it can come up to your stomach as well okay so you might if you're going through perimenopause um you might think that you're making that there's no changes happening at your stomach um but there is but it's just maybe that there has been a little bit of fat distribution um and you just have to keep staying consistent to notice the 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 um, fat in your stomach reducing a little bit more okay so like I feel like I feel bad I'm not giving you like an actual set date but I do think we have like I can't to be realistic I have to say I I don't know I don't know It, it, it depends and it depends person to person as well um but what I would say to this person is you are seeing progress I can see visible changes in your stomach area. Um, so what you're doing is working. And I guess it's just a case of continuing to show up, do what you're doing. Like, as you say, you've, you've got 15 years of um, 
like no exercising and it, it's not to say that you need to undo that you don't um and it's not going to take 15 years for you to lose body fat but like the, the results are not going to happen overnight like and I guess I think is like we are so bad at waiting for results we are so bad at delayed gratification and um, we want results we want them yesterday um but you know, when we are chipping away and going, like, and doing our workouts, like, week to week, like, we might not see results for a couple of months, but when you start to see the results, like, that's, what, like, and it gets motivating, and, like, you know that it's, it's, um, that it is working, that, that, you know, what you're, what you've been doing for the past, like, six, eight, twelve weeks, um, like, chipping away behind the scenes, like, you're starting to, like, reap the rewards of that, like, that's motivating, but it's, like, the first wee bit that's quite hard, and it, I guess it's, like, knowing that these hard parts of the journey, when you're not potentially seeing the progress, the progression or the, the progress or the results that you almost anticipated and wanted or have seen in the past, you almost think that you're not making progress, but you are, you just have to keep staying consistent and staying patient, and staying patient because the results will come, um, so, yeah, I hope hope that helps um but guys that is that is the the last it's not the last at all oh my god if you've made it this far well done bravo let me know because i feel like that has been an absolute shit show of an episode because i've mixed up so many words um anyway that's the end of the podcast thank you all for making it this far if you have um i promise i will come back with a full brain next week um and i am going to be recording the menstrual cycle podcast next week so that will be coming to you guys next week alongside another q a but guys i hope you all have lovely lovely days and i will speak to you all on the next episode